0: Hello, my name is Megan, and welcome to the first and only episode of The First Serial. This podcast is brought to you by Peter Pit, home of the one and only serial sub, which is famously garnished with motor oil. For this first episode, I'm going to discuss the life and crimes of America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Let's get right into it. I think the first thing I should mention is the fact that Holmes confessed to killing 27 people. However, many of the people he confessed to killing were still alive at the time of his confession. We'll come back to that later. There's a multitude of things that could explain how and why Holmes became a serial killer. He was severely abused as a child and took a keen interest in killing animals and examining their bodies. With this in mind, it's easy to think about the McDonald Triad and how killing animals is a part of it Alongside aneurysis and setting fires. All right, let's talk about parents. Holmes was born as Herman Webster Mudgett on May 16, 1861, in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, to his father, Levi Horton Mudgett, and his mother, Theodote Page Price. Both of his parents were pious Methodists who demanded total obedience from him. Holmes's mother was labeled as a cold and distant individual who used religion as a daily guide for parenting, and his father was an alcoholic who followed a strict disciplinarian approach that often resulted in physical abuse. Both of his parents were abusive towards him, but his father was somehow even worse. Levi would isolate his son in his room and deprive him of food. He would also hold a kerosene-soaked rag, Over Holmes's mouth in an effort to silence his cries. The abuse Holmes endured at his childhood home caused him to seek refuge in a nearby forest, which is where he developed his interest in killing and dissecting animals, and eventually established an aberrant obsession with living and dead things. Holmes couldn't form any meaningful relationships with people in his childhood. When he got to school, he was bullied, and it was probably because of the trauma that he suffered from, causing him to develop the inability to form any meaningful relationship. When I say that he was bullied, I don't mean that he was just picked on. I mean that he was forced into a doctor's office, where the hands of a fake skeleton were forcibly placed over his face, and older boys in his class saw that he was afraid of the skeleton, so they saw that as a weakness. They would grab Holmes, and depending on the variation, they would either shut him in the cabinet in the doctor's office with a skeleton until the doctor discovered him and let him out, or they were in the process of propelling him towards the skeleton when the doctor interrupted the boys' fun. So he wasn't just teased for his looks, he was bullied. And all because people saw that he had good grades and he had a slightly odd demeanor. Believe it or not, Holmes claims that these bullying acts are what jumpstarted his interest in anatomy, which led him to seek a medical degree from a medical university in Michigan. With that in mind, right now it kind of seems like he was trying to make the best out of a situation. He was bullied as a child, and he discovered that he had an interest in the human anatomy, so he thought that he would get a medical degree from a university, but the worst was yet to come. So, nearing the end of his teenage years in 1878, Holmes was married to a woman named Clara Levering, and her father was a local and wealthy farmer. Holmes' marriage to Clara was merely a means of financial gain. He left Clara only after a year of marriage, once he graduated from high school and enrolled at the University of Michigan Medical School, which is the university that I mentioned earlier. And he did this with the use of his ex-wife's money. Deceiving women out of their money became one of Holmes's favorite pastimes. At one point, He had three wives in three different cities, and none of them knew about each other. He was described as very charming, handsome, and persuasive in convincing women to take out life insurance policies, naming him as the beneficiary. Circling back to his interest in human anatomy, when Holmes was in medical school, he would personally obtain cadavers, to study and dissect them on his own time. It was during his years at medical school that he also robbed graves and morgues and sold the cadavers to medical schools or utilized them to swindle insurance companies. He concocted elaborate ways to con insurance companies, even going so far as to create pseudonyms for himself, only to name his actual self as the beneficiary of a life insurance policy on someone who did not even exist. His gimmick wasn't complete until the use of a cadaver came into play, which is how the insurance policy scheme worked out. You know, I have to say that this scam artist's life proved to work well for him. He was eventually given almost $12,500 on one life insurance scam, and he abandoned his then wife and son. So during that time, he married a new woman and had a son. He graduated from medical school in 1884, and he earned his medical degree. It was then that he began using his new alias, Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, which is H.H. Holmes. This was the perfect plan for him. Being a doctor allowed him to be close to bodies to examine them, and he even had the access and tools and resources he needed to continue killing. Now I want to take the time to talk about something that I didn't even know was a thing. His other crimes are lesser known, like the insurance scams, but Holmes had a hotel that was commonly known as the Murder Castle, and apparently it's notorious. Some claims state that he killed up to 200 people inside his macabre hotel that was outfitted with trap doors, gas chambers, and a basement crematorium. It has been stated that Holmes confessed to killing 27 people, which is what I said earlier, but like I said, many of the people that he confessed to killing were still alive at the time of his confession. It can be said with some confidence that he only killed nine people, which isn't any better, but it is less sordid. It was rumored that Holmes trapped strangers inside his hotel in an attempt to kill them, although there is no evidence of this. Some of his likely victims include Julia Connor and her six-year-old daughter, Pearl, who both disappeared around December of 1891. Holmes had an affair with Julia and entangled her in his insurance scams. He denied killing Julia and subsequently confessed to accidentally killing her after performing an abortion. Julia and Pearl's neighbor, Mrs. Crow, thought that the two had returned to their apartment after hearing sounds coming from their room, but she then found out that another family had moved into it. What exactly happened to Julia and Pearl is still unknown. Holmes may have murdered other women who he was in business with. Emmeline Sigrand, Minnie Williams, and her sister Nanny Williams all disappeared during the same time that they had business relationships with Holmes. There is more solid evidence that incriminates Holmes for the death of his associate, Ben Pitzel, and his three children in 1894. Holmes created an elaborate scheme that involved Pitzel faking his own death after purchasing a $10,000 life insurance policy on himself. Holmes and Pitzel traveled to Colorado, Missouri, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas, where they committed other acts of fraud, and along the way, Holmes remarried again. When they returned to Missouri, Holmes was arrested for fraud and sentenced to jail for a brief amount of time in St. Louis. While he was in jail, he met Marion Hedgepeth, who was a career criminal who agreed to help Holmes in the insurance scheme with Pitzel. After his release, Holmes traveled to Pitzel in Philadelphia and murdered him. However, it was claimed that Pitzel died from an accidental overdose. Holmes was worried that Pitzel's children would alert the authorities of his crimes, and he killed three out of five of them. Hedgepeth alerted the authorities about the Pitzel fraud, causing Holmes to be arrested in Boston, Massachusetts in 1894. He was tried in Philadelphia for the murder of Ben Pitzel, but not for Pitzel's children. He was sentenced to death by hanging. So, to wrap this all up, I think that it would be sufficient to say that Holmes was a psychopath and that he most likely suffered from a narcissistic personality disorder. I'm saying that because while it's not narcissistic, to have as many wives as Holmes had. He did use his looks to charm the women into making him the beneficiary of all of their life insurance policies. As a child, he was considered odd and unattractive, but as he grew up, he obviously obtained some better features to be considered handsome by the people who knew him and knew of him. He most likely used this tactic to gain women's trust alongside his charm and his persuasiveness to get them to marry him and to make him the sole beneficiary of their life insurance policies. Narcissism is not always linked with violent behavior, but research suggests that triggering events of inner pain or humiliation cause malignant narcissists to use violence to prove their superiority, increase self-esteem, and regain respect. I think the trauma that Holmes went through during his childhood could have easily followed him throughout his entire life, causing him to become the man he died as. Animal cruelty and mental and physical abuse are likely the leading factors in what made H.H. Holmes who he was. To end this, I'd like to say that it's important to remember the victims of him, whether it be proven that he killed them or not. I'd also like to say that a lot of the research proved to be inefficient with its findings. There is a lot of information still unknown about Holmes, and I didn't have much access to a lot of the information that has been provided. With that being said, his crime spree was in the 1800s, and I guess not many things were documented back then. For example, the murder castle seemed to be something of fiction, However, as I said, there's not much recorded information on it, at least not that I could find. I don't think Holmes created a murder castle to have people stay in it in order to be able to kill them. I do, however, believe that he had something to do with the disappearances of Julia and Pearl Connor, Emmeline Segrand, Minnie Williams, and Nanny Williams, and obviously he murdered Ben Pitzel and his three children. I do wish that I was able to find more information on H.H. Holmes. Um, There was an ample amount of information about his childhood, but for some reason, maybe it's just me, I was really unable to find a lot out about his crimes. I found out about the insurance fraud schemes, but I couldn't really find much else about him killing people. I do know that, you know, he killed animals and dissected them when he was a kid, but I couldn't find any evidence that he killed people and dissected their bodies when he became an adult. And I'm not saying that I wish I could find that information, but if it were out there, I don't think that I could find it. And like I said, maybe that was just my inability to do some more thorough research, but um, a lot of the articles and books that I found had a lot of locked pages, so I couldn't read them all. But I do wish that I could find out some more incriminating information about him because, as you know, he is allegedly America's first serial killer, so there has to be something else out there about him. Continuing to wrap this up, As I mentioned previously, it is very important to remember Holmes victims. And also, as I stated before, it could only be said with some certainty that he only killed nine people. So there's really no telling what else we don't know. This happened so many years ago, and it's a shame that there isn't much more evidence proving his guilt. I'd also like to say how ironic it was that the person Holmes befriended in the St. Louis prison, Marion Hedgepath was the one who alerted authorities to Holmes's fraud on Pitzel. You really can't trust anyone, even people who are criminals just like you. Sources used for this podcast include AJ Holmes, one of America's first serial killers by Gerard Brown, Eric Hickey, and Blake Harris, Extreme Killing, Understanding Serial and Mass Murder by Jack Levin and James Allen Fox, Words of a Monster, Analyzing the Writings of H.H. Holmes, America's First Serial Killer by Rebecca Frost, an article titled Did Serial Killer H.H. Holmes Really Build a Murder Castle by Becky Little, Depraved by Harold Schechter, and H.H. Holmes, The True Story of the White City Devil by Adam Seltzer. This has been the first and only episode of The First Serial. My name is Megan, and I hope you had a great time listening to me talk.